0: Is Silas Marner relevant? Some people are put off by classic literature because it feels to them foreign, remote, lofty, and irrelevant to life as they know it. What, for example, such a person might ask, could an English Victorian novel about a miserly, reclusive weaver who gives his heart to an abandoned child have to do with 21st century urban life under a pandemic? Yet every time I read a great novel, No matter by what author, from what genre, in what setting, with what theme, I seem to find something directly relevant to my present experience in virtually every chapter. That was certainly true here. I thought I'd share a silly example and a more serious one. Shelter at home means that parents everywhere, even working parents, are suddenly full-time caretakers of their kids. They may not, like Silas, have come home to find an unfamiliar child curled up by the hearth, but they certainly find themselves in a lot of unfamiliar territory with their own children. They now must play the constant role of educator, playmate, cook, and coach, not to mention counselor through an unprecedented time. That is why the internet has provided a non-stop stream of parenting advice. Indoor games and activities for kids— how to talk to kids about coronavirus, love and structure will carry us through, or screen time in the COVID-19 era, the old rules are out the window. Going easy on yourself is the key to parenting through the pandemic. Now is the time to teach your kids to play on their own. For the most part, the advice can be broken down into two themes, how to do it right, or how to forgive yourself for getting it wrong. And that is why I laughed so hard when I arrived at this scene in Silas Marner, where sympathy for Silas is softened, and women begin offering him unsolicited and conflicting advice. Quote, Notable mothers, who knew what it was to keep children whole and sweet. Lazy mothers, who knew what it was to be interrupted in folding their arms and scratching their elbows by the mischievous propensities of children just firm on their legs— were equally interested in conjecturing how a lone man would manage with a two-year-old child on his hands, and were equally ready with their suggestions. The notable chiefly telling him what he had better do, and the lazy ones being emphatic in telling him what he would never be able to do." The notable mothers told him how to do it right, and the lazy ones how to forgive himself for getting it wrong. That's the silly example— but there's a much deeper connection between this chapter and our present experience that I've alluded to before. Until Epi came along, Silas had lived a solitary existence, cut off from his community. Through Epi, new bonds are forged. Eliot says, The child created fresh and fresh links between his life and the lives from which he had hitherto shrunk continually into narrower isolation. Who would dare deny that Silas's existence is warmed by the gentle admonitions and homey wisdom of dear Dolly? Before, there was little to bring Silas and Dolly together. Now, they are united by a mutual affection for the little golden-haired girl, prettier than any angel, and by Silas's need for guidance and Dolly's pleasure in giving it. In a letter to her publisher, George Eliot once wrote of Silas Marner, Quote, I hope you will not find it at all a sad story as a whole, since it sets, or is intended to set, in a strong light, the remedial influences of pure natural human relations. Unquote. It does, and I find that it highlights the fact that pure natural human relations is one of the elements of life from which we in quarantine have become so desperately deprived. From the silly to the sublime, this old-fashioned novel sheds illuminating light on even the strange circumstances of this time so far in the future. Every great work of literature offers a light for all times.